Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Mother's Day, not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. And uh, we will be playing Will Your Mom Do It? <laughs> One of our favorite games. Last year, we had so many great Will Your Mom Do It? calls. But there was one that definitely stood out. And here it is for you. Will, will your mom, mom do it? it? Will your mom do it? Will your mom do it? Will she do it? We have Rena on the phone, our contestant. How are you, Rena? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You're just on your way to school? Yes, I am. I just pulled over, actually. Well, what are you teaching? I teach grade four or five at Bonaventure Meadows. Awesome. And uh, we're going to call your mom Wendy here. You guys get along well? Yes, yes. Awesome. She's quite the character. She is a character. Good. Well, we're going to call... And we're just going to listen. You're going to say, hey, mom, I'm in a little bit of trouble at work. I took a few days off last week, and I told them it was because Uncle Dan died. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Do you have, have an Uncle two, Dan? I have two Uncle Dan. Okay, we'll change, <laughs> we'll change the name then. Why don't we go Uncle Frank died, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to jinx it. We don't want an Uncle Dan actually dropping dead and you blaming us for it. Okay, so you're going to say, I told them Uncle Frank died, um, but they need some sort of proof. So the human resources person is going to call you this morning to get confirmation um, that he died. Will you cover for me? Okay. Okay. So okay. if she says yes, she will cover for you. Do not tell her she's on the radio because then we are going to call her back and pretend to be from the human resources department at your work, okay? Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Okay. I hope you can get a hold of her. I hope so, too. Okay. So, remember, Uncle Frank died. I told them Uncle Frank died at work. I took a couple days off to play hooky, and now they need some evidence. Will you cover for me? Okay. Here we go. Hello. Hi, Mom. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, just on my way to work. Uh, actually, I'm in a little bit of trouble. And Why? I was hoping you could help me out. What? Remember last week when I took a couple of days off? Yep. Well, I told them that Uncle Frank died. And they need some, like, proof of it. And so HR said they would probably be contacting someone that could prove this. So I was just wondering if you'd be able to back me up. <laughs> Tina, you never tell them somebody died. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in a little bit of a pickle, and so I just told them Uncle Frank died. Uh... Do you think you yep. can cover for me? How old was this Uncle Frank? And who was he to you? Uh, he was your brother, and he was 60 years old. My brother? Yeah, your brother Frank. Please, Mom, I need you. How am I going to do that? You just, when they called, just say, yeah, that was my brother who died, Frank. Please, Mom. Frank. I can't lose this job. Frank who? 
He was Frank Wardle? Yeah. And he was 60? Yes. All righty. I love you, Mom. <laughs> Don't do Bye. it again. Okay, thanks. I love you. Okay, Rena. <laughs> Phase oh one God. complete. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, my mom's awesome. Let's uh, let's go to phase two here. Let's call Rena's mom back. Everyone, quiet. I'm gonna get my best human resources voice on here. Ready? Okay, be serious. <clears throat> Hello. Hello, is Wendy there, please? This is. Hi, Wendy. My name is uh, Stephen. I'm calling from the Human Resources Department at the school board. Okay. I'm just looking for confirmation. This is just a technicality uh, that there was a death in the family last week, and your daughter would have had to take a couple days off. Yes, unfortunately. Not a good situation. Okay. Um... Can you tell us who who passed away? Uh, it's my brother. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, he's had some problems. It was mm-hmm. sudden then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep what was yep. the cause of death? Uh, he just he had some uh, some drug stuff going on. He's had uh, he's had some problems and and. Uh, and a little bit of cancer runs in our family, so <laughs> they're really not uh, not pinpointing too much right now. Uh, I don't think there's going to be too much going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <clears throat> Rita told us that... Uh that he was on drugs when he rode his unicycle down a manhole, an open manhole. Is that correct? Well, I, I'm not really sure how it went, but that's the story they're, they're given. But nobody really knows. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wendy! Uh, Wendy! <laughs> Wendy! It's Taz and Jim at FM 96 Radio. Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me! I'm gonna kill her! <laughs> what? Watch your mouth! You're kidding me! The coroner really wasn't able to pinpoint the cause of death. May have been the unicycle. May have been the cancer. Oh, oh my God! She knew I'd do it for her, didn't she? Oh, she did. We are playing a game called "Will Your Mom Do It?" You guys. And uh, and Rita just won you a gift card from Pogues Jewelers for Mother's Day. So you've heard the game and you still fell for it. I fell for it. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, see, what a mother will do for a kid's love, right? Absolutely. Oh, that was uh, some good improv. Well done. <laughs> I couldn't keep it together. (laughs) What would you like to say to your daughter, Wendy? 
Oh, well, you know, I love them all the same, but, uh, yeah, we're going to have a few beers over this one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be driving any Don't unicycles anywhere, okay? Yeah, and make sure you invite Uncle Frank to the party. <laughs> I'm like, who the hell's Uncle Frank? <laughs> <laughs> you got a question. Ask a lawyer. Ask a lawyer. A question about custody or a Yes, Ian Snedden is a partner with Cohen Hiley Lawyers. He specializes in family law, but uh, he's willing to take calls about anything here. We are going to be going to the phones coming up, but there's a couple of uh, kind of similar questions we have for you to start things off, Ian. Sure. Uh, first of all, we were talking about Nicolas Cage in his right. recent wedding. Yeah. You heard about this? Yeah, the four-day wedding. He was married for four days. Right. And now... <laughs> that's that's short-term marriage, just to be clear, in family law. He... He went for an annulment, and his now four-day ex-wife says, no, it, I want a divorce, and I want four days of spousal support. <laughs> right. Is this common? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about four-day marriages. No, I've never had anybody only married for four days. So, no, I'd say it's uncommon. Um, now, with respect to Nicolas Cage, I knew that she was seeking uh, spousal support. I didn't know that he wanted an annulment. Uh, annulments are very uncommon. Uh, they're not granted. Usually an annulment goes to the issue of capacity. Uh-huh. So historically, going back hundreds of years, somebody thinks uh, that they're marrying um, a nobleman, and it's not. It's actually a peasant who's lied about his name and there was a fraud. Like so, an Aladdin situation. Yeah, it, so it goes to capacity. or could be somebody who's underage or is under what a What if you're a drunk? Challenge. Because he, yeah. Nicholas Cage seemed pretty drunk when he was applying for the, the license, like the TMZ had a video of him. Yeah, potentially in Ontario. I can't speak to... He got married in Nevada, I think. Yeah, Vegas so, wedding. So I can't speak to their laws there, but... Uh, Extreme. You have to assume everybody's at least kind of drunk when they're getting married in Vegas, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be serious. In theory, extreme intoxication could be a cause. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, because it goes to your mental capacity. But having said that, uh, think of impaired driving. Uh, some person years ago said, you can't convict me of drunk driving because I was too drunk to know that I was Doing it. Doing it. Mm. So I, I think that's unlikely. Annulments are so rare right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no real benefit to it other than to say the marriage never existed rather than this is my ex. I know uh, some people, particularly if they're Roman Catholic, want an annulment, but that can be done outside of the legal system anyway. Um, if uh, the Roman Catholic priest, I'm not sure exactly how it works in canon law, but says you were never married in the eyes of God, then... It doesn't count. So it's an, an annulment from the church, not an, an annulment, an, an annulment yeah. from the courts. And right. then the priest goes, now just make this donation to the church right here, and I think we can work a little something out with God. Yeah, so that's annulments are really rare, so I doubt it would be granted, but then again, I, you know, Nevada's... Uh, what about her place. getting spousal support? Uh, I don't, did they live together before that? I have no idea. It sounded like a very brief relationship okay. in general. So that would be unlikely, but uh, in Ontario, again, it's not the length of the marriage, it's the length of the cohabitation. So if somebody lived together for 15 years and then they were only married for four days, you're still talking about a fairly lengthy relationship of just over 15 years. And so likely there would be. Um, 
I think it's... When, when does common law kick in again? How long do you have to be living with someone before you're considered common law? So in Ontario, for the purpose of receiving spousal support, it's three years unless uh, you have a child together and then it's a lesser amount of time. Okay. There's no finite time, maybe a year, roughly. Mm. Here's a uh, question from Dan. Okay. Dan says, I spent $20,000 on an engagement ring. She said, yes, we were ready to get married until three months before the wedding. She called things off. Now she will not give me my ring back. Do I have any legal right to take it back? Uh, Dirty move. These are tough ones. Yeah, these are tough ones. So there isn't a lot of case law recently on... uh, what happens with an engagement ring when it didn't go back. I, I studied it in law school and even there, briefly for like a day, maybe an hour. Uh-huh. Uh, and even then, all the cases were typically quite old. But uh, the laws, at least was then, I don't know of anything recent now, is it depends who broke off the marriage and why. So two questions. So if so the the engagement ring is almost like a form of contract. Here's a promise Mm -hmm. that I'm going to marry you and you're going to uh, marry me. If somebody breaks the promise, you look at that as breaching the contract, then uh, in theory at least, uh, the person who is responsible for the termination that's does not get the ring. So in this case, if if, uh, Dan's fiancé said... I'm breaking it off as as it is here, then in theory she should have to give it back because she didn't go through with the wedding. But it depends on the facts of every case. Like if Dan was messing around. Yeah, if, Dan, or... if the bachelor party got out of control and Dan was messing around, then it might be uh, completely legitimate. And it's totally up to the judge. Yeah, I, I don't even know if a judge would, would deal with it anymore. Uh, we've gotten away from fault-based uh, rationale. So it used to be if uh, you committed adultery, uh, as a woman, you could not get spousal support. The court decided, started getting into, well, why did she? Was he a terrible husband? Did he beat her? That kind of thing. And now it's at the stage where they just don't look at whose fault it is that the relationship right. Same goes up. for a guy. If the guy cheated, right. why was he cheating? Yep. Uh, which, that whole thing is... <laughs> See, the thing is, like, in my opinion, it's like, you give the ring back because the marriage isn't happening. It's one thing if it's if it's twenty thousand dollars or whatever a ring costs. But what if you gave them your grandmother's ring or something like that yeah. and refused to give it back? Like that's a family heirloom. Why do you want to keep the ring? It's is to the hurt question. the person, right? Well, it's not for sentimental reasons because you can't wear it. You're not getting married. You want to keep it because it's worth twenty thousand dollars. Right. It's a greed issue. So, so I think ethically. So long as Dan wasn't at fault, she should give the ring back. But whether that's legally enforceable. I don't know whether and then also it. there's one thing if they like he was cheating on her, but also what if he was just like a crappy boyfriend who wasn't paying? You know what I mean? Like, and then she could feel justified. Well, he didn't treat me well, so I'm going to che- keep it anyway, even if she did break up with him. Yeah, it's it's tough. I don't it's, know. If, I don't know if I it's can deal with it. It's not. She'll find an excuse to keep it yes. if she wants to keep it. Don't buy twenty thousand dollar engagement rings. <laughs> Mine was from People's Jeweler, so uh, nothing wrong with the good people. Uh, people, but, but it was. Less expensive than 20000 by a lot. Right. And I've been married 26 years now, so it, it panned out. Smart move by your wife, though. She played the long game. <laughs> That's because right. Because if you get divorced now... <laughs> oh, now I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. A little more than twenty grand on that one. Yeah, it's been an investment for her for the moment. Yeah, did I ever tell you guys I had a friend who was getting divorced, and he took the ring 
and had the diamond replaced with a cubic zirconia. Shut your face. No. And she, to this day, doesn't know that it was replaced. Oh. Unless she's listening right Unless now. Unless she's listening. <laughs> she's not listening right now. She doesn't live in London. Okay. But uh, oh my how about that move? Talk about sneaky. That is wow. sneaky. <laughs> the Simpsons turned the, uh, the spotlight onto Canada last night. And the episode surrounded by controversy. Devin Peacock is the only member of the Taz Show who actually has a Simpsons character named after him. That's right, baby. That's uh, we got a uh, one of the writers, the guy who wrote this episode, right? Tim Long. Tim Long is from London, Ontario, and he named a character after Peacock after you interviewed him a couple years ago. It's actually named Devin Peacock. Yeah, Devin Peacock. So you watch The Simpsons still? I do not. How was the episode last night about Canada? I thought it was pretty good. I uh, I tweeted about it. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good episode. I mean, they had a lot of top notch uh, Canadian references. What's good. what's the controversy then? So the, one of the one of the controversies is they uh, they made some newfie jokes and they made uh, a a club uh, a, a club ceiling a, a club uh, seal clubbing a, a seal, seal clubbing. clubbing yeah. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> uh, joke that uh, people have not taken. I'm off. laughing at Devin having trouble saying. <laughs> Seal clubbing, <laughs> not at the act of clubbing seals. So just to give people an idea letters. of the episode, it's uh, the whole fan. The Simpsons go to Niagara Falls, and Lisa and Bart are playing, and then Lisa accidentally gets thrown into the Niagara Falls. She goes over the falls, winds up in Canada, gets taken to hospital. While she's there, she's complaining about the United States, about how dangerous it is, how she's scared there sometimes. The, a Canadian Mountie overhears her and says, well, if you're scared to go back, you're now a refugee, you're going to stay here. And then she falls in love with Canada, doesn't want to go back, and eventually learns that, okay, maybe Canada's not perfect and wants to go back to the United States. And this is her Canadian teacher, Lisa Simpson's Canadian teacher, talking about why Canada is not perfect. This country does it all. Tar sands, strip mining, mountain mocking, geese goosing, French fry gravying. Okay, but I'm sure you treat all peoples equally. Except the Quebecois. And the Newfies. Stupid Newfies. I'm a Newfie. Whee! <laughs> so now Ralph? he's beating a, a stuffed seal. Ralph I guess beating that a does seal. make me feel a little better. Thank you. Okay, now they hop Where on the, the bus. Wind now Ralph is still kicking the stuffed head around. Singing this. Some days go on forever. So he's kicking around a decapitated seal head that was a stuffed animal. Is Ralph a Newfie? So this is the Canadian Ralph who is a Newfie. <laughs> but the the whole point of the joke was that they were pointing out that Canada does not treat people all people fairly, and it was almost commentary of like, hey, you should treat the Quebecois and the Newfies better. Yeah, that's what I Showing got them from that they're it. Hypocrites? We're hypocrites, I guess. Yeah. So who's upset about this? The, the Newfies are upset, <laughs> are upset about it. Even the word Newfie, I don't even know if we're allowed to say anymore if you're not from yeah. the island. You well, know? stop it then. I got in trouble for making a uh, a Newfie joke a couple of years ago on radio. What was the joke? No, don't say it if you got in trouble. <laughs> well, I didn't think it was that bad, but obviously... Um, I didn't believe it. I mean, it's, yeah. But I think, I don't know if the, that The word, whole point of that Simpsons segment was, A, they don't treat everyone fairly in Canada, and they pointed out 
the new fee as, I think, an ironic reference. Yeah, well, I think people are kind of upset that they called Newfoundland people stupid, but they also are just, they think it's lazy. They're just not impressed with with the joke. Uh, I'm reading some some quotes from this article here, and it goes, oh yeah, they probably just went and Googled Newfoundland joke, right? Seal hunt is probably, it's probably the only thing people familiar with the island uh, from international media would know. Uh, I got the guy from 22, uh, this hour has 22 minutes, Mark Critch. The main guy, he's kind of got like the chubby face. Yeah, he's from Newfoundland. Newfie, a Newfoundland guy himself. <laughs> he says, I'm not upset about the quote Newfie joke Mr. Tim Long wrote for tonight's Simpsons episode so much as I'm surprised that in all my 45 years, the lamest, least interesting Newfie joke I've ever heard was on The Simpsons. And you know when a guy from This Hour Has 22 Minutes is calling your jokes lame, <laughs> they must be lame. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I think they're just mad that they took a bunch of cheap shots, essentially. I like it. If he, if he made fun of people in Ontario, I wouldn't be personally offended. I, I'd enjoy it, right? Well, how many times do we make fun of like, people from the southern United States? or any, like, if, if all these were like, were, like little, little jokes about or digs the United States or any other or country, f- we'd love it. Florida man. Stories yeah. that were going around. It's it's such a you know in this age of Twitter, it's a typical thing. It's everything's funny until it comes back around on you, right? Like we laugh about the stoners in BC, the people with their jacked up trucks in Alberta, the rude people in Quebec, arrogant people in Ontario, maybe the slow people in Newfoundland. Whatever we it make is, fun you know, of Torontonians. Yeah, everybody's got something that they make fun. They get made fun it's of. It's all fun and games until you're the target, yeah. eh? Well, if we've learned anything from this, it's The Simpsons is still on the air. (laughs) The NFL draft going on over the weekend down there in Nashville. Were you glued to your TV set there, Dev? Nope. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, you, you watch the first round, maybe if you're flicking around on uh, a little bit, of, although it's now a three-day thing, so Friday night. No, actually, I didn't watch the second and third rounds because... Uh, Unless you know somebody who's going to be drafted. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very slow process. You know who was really hating it? The ladies on bachelorette parties <laughs> in Nashville. <laughs> you really ruined our plans, football. The sound of bachelorettes in Nashville. Who makes that noise when they hear the sound of bachelorettes? (laughs) The smell of roses and the sound of a bachelorette party. Ah, the sound of bachelorettes in Nashville. It's a sound we all know well, but this weekend, this (laughs) is turning to this. As the NFL closes streets, pushes pedal taverns off Broadway, and brings in hundreds of thousands of football fans infiltrating bachelorette party headquarters. And it just changes, like, the crowd, like, what you're here for. Like, I don't want to hang out with a bunch of football guys. No. Like, We're here to try and have sex with cowboy guys. <laughs> and now all these football guys are, like, ruining our chances. I'm good. I already have to watch football on Sundays. I don't need to, to see any more of that. For the parties we talked to, the NFL draft came as a shock. And did you realize that the NFL draft was going to be here? No. No idea, like mind blown when we landed. We had no idea. No idea. No idea. And I think my dad's very disappointed in me that I didn't know. When did I start planning the draft? Because I feel like I just found out about this. I found out three days ago and it made me want to cry. Yeah, she found out and told me a few months ago and I said, well, we already booked it. We're not changing yeah. it. <laughs> this is the news story. <laughs> this is the news. <laughs> 
my. This should have been one Facebook post by nobody in the news. My bachelorette parties totally ruined. All the TVs are on in the bars. We just want to listen to music and do tequila shots. <laughs> But in the end, the person that's going to pay for this is my husband when I refuse to watch football the in, entire season. Like, I, I'm talking, no, no Super Bowl. No. Because you get married once. Yep. How often does the draft happen? Every freaking year. Every year. <laughs> Putting a little damper on these ladies' one last fling before the ring. <laughs> like, the worst. Yeah. Didn't they know? Didn't football know that I am planning a wedding? <laughs> Come on, football. It's about me. It's my day, not your day, football. How many times are you getting married, Karen? Once, <laughs> maybe twice if the wedding doesn't go well. <laughs> that husband, if he makes me watch football anymore. That husband, if that was me, I, I think I'd be drafted next year in, into the NFL because I'd uh, be the fastest runner in the combine. <laughs> Going in the other direction <laughs> from, you know who's really going to pay for this? The husband didn't plan the bachelorette yeah. party. My husband is going to pay when I get home. And how's he going to pay? By you not yeah. watching football with him? I feel like that's awesome. what he wants. Yeah. That's why he sent you down there, I think. <laughs> He's sitting at home watching the draft on TV. <laughs> I love the reaction of the lady, the, the news anchor, when they go back to the studio from this uh, this live report. Oop. Talk about some poor planning. How <laughs> can they not know? Pro tip. I've yeah. been married uh, for quite some time. You don't have to watch the football games with them. How about that? You leave. I go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some advice. Should have had the bachelorette party at Target. <laughs> we didn't realize. I love when we learn new things about Devin Peacock because he is a bit of an enigma. <laughs> uh, you, you're watching Game of Thrones. I didn't realize this about you. Yeah, I, I, I've actually read uh, the books. Wow. Yeah, uh, like you can the, read. The, I, I can read a little bit, and uh, they've, I've read the books that have been done. Like George R. R. Martin has uh, had the series surpass all his books. So now we're into territory that's not there because the books aren't done. So it's kind of on him that he didn't finish his stupid books. I- but, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, I don't know, it's a source of frustration. Makes it a lot easier to write the books, though, if he can just watch the show <laughs> yeah. in well, now, front of his typewriter. See, now Where do you get your ideas from? Now there's, uh, like, some, like, all sorts of speculation that he and the showrunners are, like, having, like, knocking heads because they're taking the show in a direction he necessarily wouldn't have, even though they're following basically where he was going to take the story anyway, but they're executing it in a way he didn't kind of envision in his head, but that's his own problem for not finishing the books. Should have finished the books. Last night's episode was a a real knee knocker. It uh it was intense. Like it was like it was an hour and twenty two minutes and it was it was the longest cinematic fight scene like in history. Like for basically the entire episode they're fighting uh huh. the Night King. Were there dragons? There were dragons. There was a, there was an ice dragon. Oh, that's not, I don't that's even not, want to know anymore. That's not a spoiler alert. People knew that was going to take place. I'm not going to spoil anything. You can. I don't know what an ice. Does an ice dragon shoot ice instead of fire? I don't want to. Uh, yes, yes, it, 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 it does. It does. So it, like icicles that like not, stab sorry, guys. It, it, it or shoots what? ice fire. Ice fire. That's so it's just blue fire. Yes. Hmm. It doesn't sound like a. I was thinking like shooting icicles like through guys' eyeballs and stuff. Mm, no. 
Uh, no, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything. But it was like I was hoping it was well, ice cream. You, you already spoiled. You already spoiled it. We now know that the ice dragon doesn't shoot icicles or ice cream. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. It. Uh, <laughs> It was just intense. Like it was like having a heart attack for an hour and twenty-two minutes. Hmm. So they did a good job. Like it sounds like they, they accomplished what they were going for well, they, with they, the filmmaking. The guy who directed uh, this episode. So for the Game of Thrones fans, it's the same guy who did the Heart Home, Heart Home uh, episode, which is one of the big episodes, mm-hmm. and uh, the Battle of the Bastards episode. So he's a he's a really good director. The only complaint I would have uh, is like it was all happened at night. So it's like all it's dark and you can't you're squinting to see everything that's happening. What's that like? But it was like, but that led to the to the to the intensity. <laughs> is that a nice dragon or yeah. a fire dragon? That led to the intensity just because you're, like, you're leaning into the TV. You're like, what is going on? Like, is how many people are going to die? And it's just mm-hmm. uh, there's only a couple more episodes left. right? Only three left after this one. <laughs> is this the as big as it's going to get? Like this was kind of the climax, and now they're going to start winding things down. Or do you think there's going to be some more dragon fighting? There is. Uh, well, so this is the longest episode of uh-huh. the entire of this season. But I mean, I don't want to spoil what I think is going to happen next for people who haven't seen last night's episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. Devin Peacock, loving his Game of Thrones. Thanks for the uh, the update there, Dev. No problem. I'm just going to go to the hospital now, just because it's. Uh, it was that intense, huh? It, it was. It was the most intense thing I have watched on TV, possibly ever. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.